Welcome back to Coffee Connections. My name is Seth Weiner, and I am your Rockshaneer. It's freezing outside. I mean, it's it literally is freezing. That's okay, though. I'm inside. I had a fire last night, my first fire. I also got an air fryer, which, by the way, is a great holiday gift. And I mean, I can go on and on about the air fryer. Uh, last night was eggplant parm. Delicious. But that's not why we're here. We're not here for insights from inside the air fryer. We're here for insights from innovators, this coffee connections. And today, friends, I've got a great guest for you. Um, let me go ahead and tell you about Kimberlyn Bolton with Reimagine Atlanta. Now, since founding the organization in 2014, Reimagine ATL has worked hard to identify the needs of the Atlanta community, listening to stakeholders across the neighborhoods, industries, and organizations. The organization has evolved from a one-off summer camp music video program into a year-round workforce development initiative focused on equipping a new generation of highly skilled storytellers representative of Metro Atlanta. Now, Kimberly Bolton is definitely a renaissance woman in the truest sense of the term. As executive director of Reimagine ATL, Bolton has over 10 years of experience in the arts and entertainment industry. While operations manager for the Muddy Water Group, Bolton founded the Muddy Water Rep Program, a network for students interested in working in the entertainment industry. Alumni of the program have moved on to become major label artist managers, musicians, music acts, production assistants, bloggers, and filmmakers. Boy, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of similarities in, in our paths here. Uh, in August 2011, uh, she was the personal assistant of the Grammy and Oscar-nominated artist Jeanette Monet. That is pretty amazing. Uh, four years later, she founded Blue Culture LLC, a creative consulting group. So, folks, it's easy to see that Kimberlyn is passionate about building infrastructures that create pathways for more inclusion and diversity within the creative industry. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show... Miss Kimberlyn Bolton. Hello, hello. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. That was an amazing introduction. Can I take you on the road with me? <laughs> well, I, I am for hire. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I can't wait to get into this. But I'm I'm from the music industry myself, and I used to have a uh, internship program and a volunteer program. So when you go to a music festival and you look at the footprint there, there is always a shim turn because that was what they were shimon presents interns shimter so they're okay. they are scattered throughout the industry it's and so i feel like there's a some synergy in what we both have done absolutely yeah and it isn't it great to just have that help and be able to um pour into you know young people at the same time absolutely so, yeah cool. yeah it is it is but before we get there let's slow things down so we can speed it up because it's time to talk about coffee uh and are you a coffee drinker I am. I have to sometimes take breaks, but yes, I am. <laughs> all right, all right. So, do you have a coffee mug by chance? I do. This oh, is. Let's a take a look at it here. I let's see this thing. On it, but this is a mug from my friends at Purpose Possible. Um, they are an amazing consultant company that works directly with nonprofit leaders uh, mm. to help them with fundraising or also strategic planning and things like that. And so, I just randomly chose that today. Oh, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> this sounds like an interesting organization. Say that name one more time for everyone. They're called Purpose Possible, 
And so they're down to help you with all of your needs, whether it's hiring or whether it's um, mainly fundraising, consulting, and strategic planning. Also, if you need help with diversity and inclusion initiatives, they're there for you as well. <laughs> right on. All right. Well, now when it comes to coffee, are you uh, hot, cold? What's your preference? Um, I'm a seasonal person. Um, uh -huh. But actually, whatever the, it is, the fastest way I can drink it. So preferably room temperature because it goes down faster. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, now, French press or drip? Um, whatever comes out of my coffee maker. <laughs> Listen, I, I drink for function, okay? <laughs> like, uh, if I could take it in my veins, I would, okay? <laughs> well, actually, there's a new product on the line. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> An IV drip, I'll take it. <laughs> well, uh, all right. So now that we got the coffee out of the way, let's talk about Reimagine Atlanta, ATL. I'm going to go ahead and hand the mic to you. Please tell everyone who you are, your mission, et cetera. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Kimberlyn Bolton, Executive Director of Reimagine ATL. And we are essentially an education and workforce development organization geared specifically towards the creative media industry. And what that means is we exist to equip the next generation of storytellers, particularly Gen Z creatives, who are looking to gain career exposure, uh, technical and soft skills training, as well as placement within the film and media industry. Um, and like you said, we provide year-round programming that um, prepares these young people all the way from ages 11 up until 24, because it's really important to us that we provide um, workforce development education from beginning to end, as early as planting the seed of career exposure and following them all the way up until they're able to be placed within the workforce. And we do all of this work with a vision of seeing a more safe, inclusive, and equitable workforce within the entire creative media industry. Wow. Um, yeah, it's it's been really great. And since 2014, we've been able to invest directly in about 5,000 uh, students We've worked with over 400 um, teachers, audiovisual teachers within the Metro Atlanta School Districts. And we've trained, we've um, directly worked with about 50 schools as well. So. so now, when you're working with these students in the schools, is this an after school type of program or is this within the school, like you're going to the school and doing this there? Or how's it work? Yeah. So we have a number of different ways that um, people, young people can plug into reimagine itself. And that's why we work with under our three strategic initiatives around career exposure, training and placement. And so our work within the schools is directly related to our career exposure initiatives. So our partnerships with the schools are we, um, we implement these um, media production workshops and teachers in schools are able to select from a menu of media production workshops that they'd like their students to learn. And they select a handful of students who they think would benefit from this. So anywhere from audio engineering to animation, um, to post-production, um, to just virtual effects, our um, students within the schools have the opportunity to take this because a lot of times, um, you know, teachers need a break, especially now with the pandemic and learning and trying to teach social distancing. So we are able to add supplemental curriculum um, during the school day where we can come in and do these hands-on workshops. And then in terms of teacher trainings, um, we realized that there was a gap 
where a lot of the audiovisual teachers within the public school system, they were able to invest a lot of money into this new equipment, but they weren't, they didn't have the training that was required to learn how to operate the equipment and therefore teach the students. And so our own teachers were being asked to come in and train them on the equipment they just invested in or set up their equipment rooms. And so we decided to work directly with the school system to implement a professional development learning program so that we can directly teach these audiovisual teachers. As you may know, a lot of school districts have these professional learning or professional development days that are required. And so what we've done is we've contacted the school districts and said, instead of teaching these um, general professional development um, trainings for your audiovisual teachers, allow us to come in and really train your teachers so that they can train, they can teach your students competitively within this industry here in Atlanta. Oh, that's, that's, that makes a lot of sense. Now, this was founded though, before Hollywood came into Atlanta. So how has things changed when, when Hollywood took over Atlanta or, <laughs> or somewhat took over? Yeah, you know, it's so funny um, because I talk about this a lot. I feel like our um, the founding of our organization was very, very prophetic. Um, so in 2014, when us, our founder, Susanna Specia, um, created this nonprofit, she honestly built this off of a vision that she had. And it was really, um, it was less about workforce development and more about trying to figure out how she can bring students of all, young people of all backgrounds together. And she realized that the best way to create empathy and to um, bring all types of youth together is through the vehicle of storytelling. Um, she felt like if people could under, could share stories and understand each other's stories, then they could work together and build together. And she realized that the greatest vehicle and tool in order to do this was through cameras and through um, film. And so she'd seen how um, some other organizations were doing it out in California. And she just used the model and started with that um, music video summer camp. And that also allowed us to partner with the local entertainment industry and different artists to create music videos for their music. And so that was our first entry point into working in the industry. But it really started as a means to bring young people together from all parts of Atlanta, North Fulton, South Fulton, West Side, Alpharetta, Buckhead, really through the means of storytelling. And so all of the work that we do, all of the training that we do is from a lens of storytelling. We can teach you how to use the cameras. We can teach you how to uh, produce and do post-production. But for us, if you don't know how to tell a story, then we haven't done our jobs. Interesting. Now that gets me thinking though, I mean, the nonprofit world, <laughs> I mean, that's like the biggest thing with the videos that that every organization is going to do to to pitch their fund a need. The storytelling is so key. Now, I'm curious, do you all help other organizations out by doing some video for them? Absolutely. So last year, um, when we were in the main, when we were in the thick of our workforce development training um, program, we realized that we kept running up, a, we kept running up against a bunch of barriers. Uh, when we were partnering with the uh, local film industry, we had so many talented students um, that we were training and that were ready for the industry, but there were many barriers that we had to cross in order to get them employed or get them internships. And one of the things that we are doing is we're working actively to erase a lot of the physical barriers or eliminate a lot of the physical barriers that exist for them, such as transportation, age, um, socioeconomic status. Um, but as we were connecting with the film industry, there were barriers barriers that um, existed for our students in terms of age. A lot of our students are um, 
high school age, they're teenagers. Right. They're very talented and they're very well trained, but a lot of the film studios mm-hmm. would not take them if they were under 18. Um, yep. The other thing is a lot of our students had to have driver's license. I remember um, one of our teachers literally taking one of our students to the DMV, the DDS, mm-hmm. to get their driver's license. And then the other one was a reliable form of transportation. Our own students don't always have reliable form of transportation. And so we kind of got frustrated and we said, you know what, we're done begging the local film industry to take on these students that we know are talented, that we we know that can create. We're working with Gen Z here. Gen Z does not need our permission to do what they're going to do. And so what we did is we took matters into our own hands and created mm-hmm. our own production um, company, which is a creative agency called Reimagine Productions. And what that allows us to do is partner directly with major brands, companies, nonprofits, foundations um, to help them tell their authentic stories. And it's something that we've been able to um, do successfully with um, a certain level of integrity. Um, Narrative framing is really important to us as an organization. And we wanted to be able to do that with other organizations and other companies, um, especially as it pertains to youth, authentic youth voice. And so by partnering with nonprofits, um, large uh, companies, brands, we're able to um, work with them to produce authentic storytelling content, but they are also directly investing in this next generation of talent by hiring us so that we can hire our students who have been trained mm-hmm. through our programs. Well, that's that's really incredible. Uh, folks, you can go to reimagineatl.com to learn more about this. Um, but how have things changed during, I mean, this is the question everyone asks, right? Like, <laughs> what, what, but how did you all deal with this pivot for yourself? What was your pivot like? Yeah, um, we... I am just so grateful. And I realized, you know, today on December 1st, like we have almost made it through the year. Um, We have, this has actually been a really great year for us. And I still have no idea how, but um, I'm just in awe of the way we've been able to thrive as an organization during such um, a challenging, challenging Mm -hmm. time. And I really owe that to my entire team. Um, I think we've throughout the years, because we're we're young, being young has been an advantage to us. Like I said, our organization was founded in 2014. And even though it wasn't long ago, at that time, it wasn't cool. It wasn't popular to start or found a nonprofit organization like it is now. Now, the expectation is if you want to solve a problem, you start a social impact organization or you start a nonprofit. But when um, Reimagine was first founded, that, you know, we were looked down upon. We were, um, you know, we were frowned upon. People didn't believe that we were old enough or um, we had been around long enough to deserve the funding that we needed or to do the programming that we needed. Um, And so, you know, now with the pandemic, um, I think our youth has worked to our advantage um, because it where we function like a startup. So we we can see issues coming and we can pivot very quickly. Um, And so my entire team, um, they've done a really great job since beginning of looking around and saying, okay, what are what are the tools at our disposal that we can use? So, for instance, when. when we were first impacted by the pandemic, our entire team was supposed to go out to um, South by Southwest EDU and present on um, our workshops that we were doing within the schools. And so we were supposed to fly out on Monday and we found out Friday evening at five o'clock that it was canceled. (laughs) So that was the first way that we were directly impacted. 
And we realized we had to quickly figure out what we were going to do and how we were going to continue to um, still present this workshop. The other thing that was um, really, really um, that was really, really um, important was we were in the middle of our um, Film Fellowship, which is our flagship program for Reimagine ATL. It's called the No Comment Film Fellowship Program. And it's a year-long program where students learn how to write, produce, and pitch their own works. It's divided into two semesters. The first semester is documentary and the second semester is narrative short. And the thing is that during the pandemic in March, we had a cohort who was already in the middle of producing their documentaries. And so imagine these young people going from meeting once a week and really developing these um, strong bonds and relationships. And all of a sudden they have to convert online. And one of the um, mandates that I gave to my team when we decided to pivot our programming is I said, whatever we do, it cannot be a stopgap situation. It cannot be a temporary band-aid. Whatever changes and pivots we make need to be in alignment with our strategic plan for scale because we have a huge opportunity to scale digitally and virtually with all of our programming. So we took a moment to take a beat. Um, our team um, researched best practices. They met with educators who are research scientists, they talked to our students because we realized a lot of our students were having anxiety and depression um, from, being on, uh, from being online. And they really tried their best to replicate um, an in-person experience. And so it took a few weeks um, and probably a month for us to really figure out what we were going to do. And then we invested in it as if, you know, we may not ever come back. And what that did was allow us to scale digitally so we can create these trainings, not just for Atlanta, but anyone who wants to be a part of the work that we're doing. That's awesome. Now, that leads me to wonder... I mean, it is reimagine slash ATL. Is there plans to expand outside of Atlanta? And if so, are you going to keep the ATL or will it be, you know, whatever you know, else the city is? We get this question so much. And I feel like I think I did an interview last week and they asked the <laughs> same thing. Um, but I always say my answer right now is we have to win Atlanta first. Mm -hmm. And um, what that means is, you know, we've been along. We've been around for a little while now. But when it comes to workforce development and really placing our young people in jobs that exist here, for us, winning Atlanta means, you know, um, you mentioned the film industry taking over here um, in Georgia. Well, Georgia has been the number one filming location in the world for a little while prior to the pandemic. However, people, companies were coming here and filming, but they were leaving. So we were more like a production uh, town, a production state, not necessarily a content development state. And mm. so winning Atlanta means we have the next creators. We have the next Tyler Perry's. We are building the next Ava DuVernay here in Atlanta so that when productions come, they don't have to leave. They can stay here. And so really building a sustainable um, ecosystem for the creative media industry. Um, uh. We also do say that we are um, equipping the next generation of global storytellers. So after we win Atlanta, they can go out to the world and, you know, continue to tell the stories and represent, you know, this amazing city. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, that, that's so fascinating. And, and it's great, though, that, you're, that you did choose to focus on that Generation Z to be able to bring them up and that you weren't just focusing on the high school or later high school kids. And um, so that it, that is great. Now, it costs money to do all this. And I imagine the gear and everything else, not just the, the, the 
teachers and whatnot, where do you get your primary funding? Is it individual individual donation? Is it through foundations or is it through grant writing? What's um what's it take? Yeah, um, I'm actually very proud to say that our um, our funding mechanisms are very well distributed for a nonprofit organization of our size and our age. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So we have um, we have corporate sponsorships. So like Warner Media is a huge partner of ours. Um, our No Comment Film Fellowship is powered by Warner Media. Um, we also have corporate sponsorships from MailChimp and a lot of the um, companies within the creative industry. Over the years, they have invested directly in us because they believe in the work that we're doing and they believe in building out this pipeline. Um, another huge supporter of ours is the Arthur and Blank Family Foundation. Um, oh, wonderful. They have been supporting us for many years. Um around our workforce development initiatives, uh, particularly for this industry. Um, And then we also have our individual donors um, who we rely on to just uh, continue to Mm -hmm. pour into our students and invest as well. And it's Giving Tuesday. So, I mean, folks, if you want to, if you're feeling it right now, go to reimagineatl.com. You could give right there. But also you have a campaign going on right now, correct? We do. We are. We have launched our end of the year campaign, and it's a way to directly invest in our students. Um, as you mentioned, it is a very expensive business. I just got a large bill for the equipment we need to invest in for our next cohort. Um, all of our programs, and I forget to mention this, um, but all of our programs are free. So these students are able to borrow and lend out the, this very um, expensive equipment, but it's making them competitive for the film industry. Um, so we loan out laptops, we loan out camera packages, um, especially as our film fellowship students are working on their individual documentaries. By the end of um, next, this month rather, each student that's gone through our film fellowship, each thirteen, each of the 13 students will have their own individual documentaries that they're producing. Um, now we don't unfortunately have 13 camera packages, which is why we're raising money. Um, but they are alternating and they're they're sharing the equipment. And during the pandemic, we have to have take extra precautions to wipe down the equipment and exchange it. Um, but the money that we're raising from the individual campaign is to directly invest so that these students can have the opportunity to learn on this equipment so that they are competitive in the industry, but also when it comes to film school as well. Yes. Oh, wow. That's and that, there's it takes the, the gears not cheap. I mean. It is not. I, I know. <laughs> um, wow. So that's that's great, though. And um, it's a young organization, but has anyone made it famous that's come through it yet? <laughs> um, not yet, but we have um, our students have gone on to work at Disney. Uh, they've worked for Adult Swim. They've interned at um, from formerly Turner, which is Warner Media now. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have some of our students. This is the second year that we've been able to track like our college students. And oh, yeah. so we've had about 10 of our students who are gone, who who have gone and are going to the top film schools now, um, the top three film schools in the country. And so we have some um, who are in LA right now. We have some one that's at Chapman University, which is the number three film school right now. And so we're just so proud to be able to follow them in their careers as they're developing. Yeah, that's fascinating. And um, with all the film festivals that take place, did you are you involved with any? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say one of our students um, was in Cobra Kai. I forgot about that. It's a... Oh. It's on Netflix. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Cobra <laughs> Kai, um, and some of our students have been on Freeform, um, some Freeform shows 
I keep forgetting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what about film festivals? Are you all involved at all or benefit from them? Absolutely. So we have a longstanding partnership with the Atlanta Film Festival. Um, They've been an amazing partner to us with our programming, but also um, with the different screenings they allow us to have in collaboration with them. Uh, This past year in September, we launched the first um, Gen Z film track. So it was called The Next Generation of Filmmakers Emerge. And we were able to screen the best of the best um, youth filmmakers here in the city of Metro Atlanta. Um, And so we plan on doing that um, every year um, in partnership with them because it's they don't necessarily have like a next gen film track. Um, and so it's our chance mm. to be able to curate that since we work with so many talented um, filmmakers um, throughout this city. And so it's something that, like I said, we continue to do. Um, and, you know, it may, who knows, it may lead to our own um, film festival as well. Um, and then some of our students we've had, I think, in early 2019, last year, um, we were a part of the Sundance Film Festival through our partners, Choose ATL and Thea. So we've made our round. That's amazing. Wow, you you all have really done a lot in a little amount of time. So that's, that's amazing. Uh, and I can only imagine where this organization is going to grow. Uh, it's a wonderful organization. Is there anything else you want to share with everyone about uh, Reimagine? Yes, we are so excited um, to launch um, another initiative under our workforce development umbrella and under our placement initiative. Um, It's called, it'll be called Emerge, which is our first federally registered apprenticeship training program um, for the state of Georgia. And this is a huge deal because there is no other federally registered apprenticeship training for the creative industry. This only exists for um, plumbing or construction or engineering, but there's been nothing to just certify and validate the training that um, young people are getting beyond um, schooling. And so we have the opportunity to partner with the Arthur Blake Family Foundation um, in a national organization called the Alliance for Media Arts and Culture to provide this nine month pilot program where we will take 14 students through a program in which they will be certified in media production, post-production, They will also learn soft skills training. And at the end of the nine month program, they will be matched directly with an employer in the creative media industry. I like that. that. I like that a lot. See, that's the key. I mean, so going back to like, I did this volunteer business and and also for music festivals. And that was the thing. It's like, even with the internship, I mean, if you interned with me, um, we would basically train you how to do everything. I mean, from merchandise to, you know, hospitality, et cetera. And but the key, though, and I've always said this, is is when someone gets out of it, I mean, yes, they're on their own and they got to figure it out and use utilize the relationships they have. But how wonderful would it be to have the booking agency and the hospitality company and like all these different pieces, the, the operations team and for each one of them to just hold one position, you know, paid for uh, for someone that's been trained and has come through the program. I mean, of course, they would have to apply and and get it. But but it, to me, it makes sense. And I think it's organizations like yours that create these these partnerships like that that's going to make a stronger future for so many people it's 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 wonderful yeah that is really the key to our success is having those strong partnerships with the industry itself that believe in the work that we're doing because i say we can train these students all day but if the industry it doesn't want it or is looking for or we're not training them with the industry in mind and their feedback then we haven't done 
Yes, you need to know what they want and where they're going to see. But not only what they want, you're you're smarter than that. You 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 look down the line and you see what they're gonna want. And mm-hmm. so, um, that's that's where it's at. So that that's great. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where Reimagine continues to go. Uh, and I'll keep my eyes out in Atlanta for the kids with video cameras. Yes, you'll see them all around. Well, not now, but maybe hopefully right. early yes. next year when we're back. <laughs> all right. Well, um, as we close things down here, um, I want to remind everyone to go to reimagineatl.com. It's Giving Tuesday, so please do consider making a donation. And um, we've got um, the rest of December is booked. I'm pretty excited. Uh, if you go to coffeeconnections.live, you can see all of our upcoming guests. But we always close by asking our guests to recommend a future guest. And I'm wondering if you have someone that you'd recommend for 2021. I do. I would love to recommend one of my good friends, Kate Hewitt. She is the executive director of 21st Century Leaders, and they are doing some amazing things as well with next gen uh, talent and really doing some awesome leadership development. So I would love to recommend her. That sounds great and sounds in line with what we're talking about and where our synergies lie. Uh, and I'll have to, you know, I have to wrap with you on the side another time about your work with uh, Janelle Monet and all the uh, music stuff you did, because this sounds very fascinating. I have lots of tour bus chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's not as fun as people think, right? Oh, no. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I transitioned. I'm no longer in my 20s. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thank you so much for your time today. I wish you all the best and, uh, you know, trucking through 2020. It's only we're only a month away from to 2021 where where all of a sudden things are going to be perfect. Right. And normal. Right. (laughs) The clock strikes midnight. We're all going to go back. (laughs) And what are you going to do for New Year's this year? You know, I haven't thought about it. it's yeah, I haven't really thought about it. And it crossed my mind the other day. I'm a church girl, like my dad's a pastor. So growing up, I spent all my uh, New Year's Eve in church. And so <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen uh, this year. <laughs> all right. Not sure. Last year, I was at a party. I don't know where I'm going to be. Probably at home watching Mariah Carey <laughs> drop the ball or something. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thanks so much for your time, folks. We'll see you on Thursday. Thursday, our guest is Zenith Houston with uh, the Posse Foundation. Oh, uh, and You know her? Or you know that? I know Posse Foundation, yeah. Oh, cool. I'm looking forward to that. And like I said, uh, if you go to our site, you can everyone you can see all of our guests we're stacked up with a special guest the we're going to take the last two weeks off for christmas but we have a special guest the last the last one um and the last guest is going to be santa hanukkah harry claus love it yes yes all right well thanks so much everyone we'll see you thursday have a great day Bye bye